Welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson along with Rob Heppel to learn how you can start making your best you today. Welcome to the Your Best You Today show. I'm your host, Rob Heppel, and joined with health expert, Dr. Kevin Jackson. Dr. Kevin is a naturopathic doctor and has been helping people find natural solutions to health issues for over 25 years. With the Your Best You Today online radio show, we're going to dive into common health issues and explore natural solutions to them. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Kevin. Hey, Rob. So what are we going to tackle today? Well, I want to talk about multivitamins, um, vitamins in general, but I think multivitamins... Uh, it's something that a lot of people wonder about whether they should take one or not. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about specific vitamins, but I think multivitamins is really what we want to talk about. Um, you know, vitamins and minerals are substances that your body cannot manufacture and, and they must, you must get them into your body in one form or another. Uh, if you eat an excellent diet on a regular basis and you live a relatively stress-free existence and you avoid pollutants in your environment as well as no alcohol and caffeine, you probably don't need a supplement in your diet. Uh, you know, you don't have to put vitamins and minerals into your diet. But, so, like, why do you say stress-free existence? Well, you know, that's an important point, Rob, because stress hormones such as cortisol um, actually deplete the body of many B vitamins as well as vitamins C and A and magnesium and zinc, um, which also get used up during stress responses such as tensing of muscles and the rise of blood pressure. So when you're chronically stressed, you can become magnesium deficient even if you eat the right foods regularly. The complex relationship between magnesium and stress explains why many of the patients I see require magnesium supplements because even a nutritious diet does not correct their magnesium deficiency. It's one of the most common nutrient deficiencies in North America. And here's why. The best food sources of magnesium are things like buckwheat, lima beans, navy beans, kidney beans, green beans, soybeans, black-eyed peas, broccoli, spinach, chard, oats, barley, millet, berries, dates, Brazil nuts, cashew nuts, etc. So, you know, these are foods that many people never eat, let alone, you know, eat on a regular basis. Okay. Now, um, you know, you always hear in the press, you know, that uh, uh, especially lately, you know, I've heard that people say, or experts say that multivitamins, you know, are a waste of time and money and, and actually could be harmful. Is that right? Well, you know, according to researchers at the Kaiser Permanente Center for Health Research, uh, vitamin supplements are probably useless when it comes to preventing heart disease or, and or cancer. Their analysis is being used by the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force to update its recommendations on supplement use. And the findings were reported by NBC News under the headline, Vitamins Don't Prevent Heart Disease or Cancer, Experts Find. Now, NBC specifically said that a very extensive look at the studies that have been done show it may be a waste of time when it comes to preventing the diseases that are most likely to kill us. This very extensive look encompassed 26 pre-selected studies. These this pre-selection um, was done by two investigators who independently selected and reviewed fair and good quality trials, in quotation marks, 
uh, for benefit and fair, uh, uh, and fair and good quality trials um, and observational studies for harms. So in other words, they looked for a, a pre-selected um, set of criteria. Um, so there was no consensus, but rather they independently picked and cho- chose which ones uh, they wanted to include in this analysis. And out of the more than 12,760 study abstracts they looked at, they took 26. Um, and they were selected for inclusion in their analysis. Um, they already had an obvious agenda. So, you know, when someone does that, it immediately, from my perspective, it throws that, uh, that study out because people have um, an agenda. They're looking for certain things. They pick their, their tests or their studies and they end up getting the results from their meta-analysis that they're looking for. So it's, you know, it just, um, it kind of throws that completely um, out as far as scientific validity goes. And then, you know, there was um, a really interesting study that was done, uh, dietary supplements and mortality rates in older women. It's called the Iowa Women's Health Study. And uh, this was a study that was done um, and basically the conclusions were uh, that in older women, several commonly used dietary uh, mineral and vitamin supplements may be associated with increased total mortality risk. And this association is strongest with supplemental iron. In contrast, the findings of many studies and calcium is associated with decreased risk. But they also they found that uh, you know, multivitamins increase the risk of harm, uh, vitamin B6, magnesium, zinc, copper, all these things showed in this study, um, and it was published, and it was headlines that, you know, all these uh, supplements and, and, and multivitamins as well are harmful to health and actually increase your risk of dying. But when, the, when you actually look at this particular study, the author's reached an incon- incorrect conclusion based on the data that was collected. They made incorrect adjustments uh, for age and caloric intake. And I won't go into the details of this, but basically they made some mistakes and it actually showed completely different um, results. And there was absolutely no uh, increase in mortality or morbidity for people who took these vitamins and, and minerals. So it, there was an, you know, this was a major study that was interpreted incorrectly and it was published. And I don't believe there are any, you know, retractions on this public, you know, when this publication came out and all the follow up uh, media reports on it. So, you know, that's just two examples of how if you have an agenda or, and I think there wasn't somewhat of an agenda in this second study, the Iowa Women's Health Study. They were out to show that vitamins and minerals are not good for you. Um, and they just either fudged the data or made a big mistake. Uh, regardless, you know, um, it, it, it sent, I think, a lot of people uh, a very negative message about multivitamins and minerals and vitamins generally. So, but, you know, from you know, the way you're, you're talking, it sounds like you would recommend the use of multivitamins for most people. Yeah, Rob, you know, while I strongly recommend multivitamin supplements, you know, and I, I take one every day, um, 
I most certainly do not support using supplements as a way to justify poor, poor food choices. Like some people, you know, they eat garbage food, junk food all the time, and then they take a multivitamin thinking that they're kind of, you know, covering up for all their uh, mistakes. Kev, that's what I did when I was in my 20s and 30s. Yeah, I did the same thing, Rob. I did the same thing. But, you know, when you start looking into it, it's, uh, you really need it. You need your food not just for multivitamins, uh, for, for vitamins and minerals, but, you know, for a lot of other really important uh, substances like fiber, for example, and other phytonutrients and uh, antioxidants, which do wonderful things for your health. You know, Harvard School of Public Health recently came out and said, you know, a daily multivitamin is a great nutritional insurance policy. And this is something I've been saying for years. It's a cheap insurance policy. You know, if you get yourself a, a decent quality multivitamin, you don't, you shouldn't have to spend a lot of money on it. Um, and you take it every day. Uh, you're just basically topping everything up that you may not get that one day from your food. And if you did happen to get everything that day from your food, well, you, you, uh, your urine was a little more expensive that day. But you know what? The, the, the long-term benefit I believe is phenomenal. And I really think that everybody can, most people, the vast majority of us can benefit from this. Um, also, the Harvard School of Public Health mentioned that extra vitamin D um, every day can also be a real benefit. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about more about that a little later. Sure. Now, um, you know, especially with the episodes that we've recorded in the past, uh, you know, we've been talking about eating properly and, and things like that. So, you know, if we're, st if we're starting to eat, eat a plant-based diet and some of the other things that you've already suggested, is there really a need to um, take a multivitamin? Like, aren't we getting these vitamins and minerals out of our food, especially our good organic food? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a great question because, you know, most people think that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm eating pretty well. Um, don't I get everything I need from that? Well, you know, there's um, some data was recently published from the USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, in a re report called What We Eat in America. And it was published in 2005 by um, Moshfeh and Goldman. And what they looked at was um, the RDA, which is the Recommended Dietary Allowance. This is kind of what we should be getting on a daily basis um, for you know, for the average population out there. And what they looked at was specific uh, minerals and vitamins and how um, we as a population um, either get enough or we don't. And so, you know, they looked at vitamin A. And the people that they tested in, in the United States that were below the RDA in men was 80% and women 75%. And uh, vitamin E, uh, men over 95% were below the RDA, women over 97% were below the RDA. So almost, almost everyone. Yeah, Pretty exactly. Well. <laughs> um, and vitamin C for non-smokers, uh, men 45% were below the RDA and same with women. Uh, for smokers, men 75% and in women 90%. And the reason is... Uh, smoking chews up vitamin C in your body very quickly. So if you are a smoker and you can't stop, I mean, obviously the most important thing you can do is stop, but if you can't, you should be taking additional vitamin C. I recommend 2,000 milligrams a day. 
They looked at niacin. Um, men, 5% of the population was below the RDA. Women, 20%. Women over 70, 35%. Vitamin B6, uh, men 50 to 70, 30%. Men over 70, 35%. Women, 19 to 50, 30%. Women over 70, 60% were deficient in vitamin B6. And when they looked at minerals, and I mentioned about magnesium a little earlier, 80% of both men and women were below the uh, the, um, uh, recommended dietary allowance. Uh, Iron in girls, 14 to 18, 70% below. Women, 19 to 50, 85% were below the RDAs for iron and zinc, the range was between 35 to 55% for men and women uh, across the board. So, you know, if you look at that information and, you know, these are all substances that we must have in our body for our body to function properly. And, you know, this is, these were the worst offenders. So, you know, people, some of the vitamins and minerals, people are getting adequate amounts in, but, you know, for a lot of these, a great percentage of the population, in many cases, you know, greater than three quarters of the population is not are, are not getting enough of these vitamins and mineral, minerals. And, you know, a study published in the Archives of Internal Medicine in 2009 showed that between uh, 1988 and 1994, 45% of the people who were studied in, in this particular study um, had 30 nanograms per milliliter or more of vitamin D. Uh, the blood level of a, of a growing, and that's the blood level that, that a growing number of doctors consider sufficient for overall health. Um, a decade later, just 23% of those surveyed had at least that amount. So, you know, we go from 45% to 23%, um, you know, over 10 years. So that's a little bit scary. More and more people using uh, sunblocks uh, and sunblocks of course not don't just block skin your skin from being hit by the ultraviolet rays of the sun but they also stop the production of vitamin d um, and the interesting thing about the same study is they showed that with african americans only three percent um, in 2004 were found to have the recommended levels of vitamin d just three percent it's kind of scary. Wow. So what's up with vitamin D? Don't, you know, we've been told in the past that we get it from the sun. Why are so many people deficient then? You, you alluded to maybe it's, is it just a sunblock or? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's it. You know, we, we've been told that we have to stay out of the sun. The sun is bad for us. It causes skin cancer. Uh, you know, so at all costs, we all must avoid the sun, which is, uh, it just it just doesn't make sense because you know we don't want to burn that's the important thing don't let yourself burn but we need to be exposed to the sun uh, it does wonderful things for us not just in vitamin D production but it actually helps in serotonin uh, serotonin production in the brain so we need our our sunshine and we need our skin to be um, exposed to sunshine uh, we just don't want to overdo it. And, you know, we need to get ourselves out of the sun when, you know, we start getting a little bit pink. Uh, You just don't want to burn. That's the important thing. So has there been, you know, any studies of, you know, maybe they don't know this, of of people, though, who are, you know, sun worshippers? And would they then have, um, 
higher vitamin D in their bodies then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or countries that, you know, where people flock to the beach all the time. Absolutely. We know that the, uh, you know, the countries that are closer to the equator have much less issues around vitamin D deficiency and those that are, you know, in the northern or southern areas of, um, of the world, they tend to um, have much lower levels of vitamin D. So are there any studies that uh, show that vitamins are good for us? Yeah, I mean, there's so many studies, Rob. Uh, you know, there's just a plethora of them. You know, uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, 2012, um, they showed that the said basically multivitamin supplements were found to reduce cancer risk by 8%. Uh, the International Journal of Cancer, uh, 2011, um, they found that a, a mere 10 nanograms per milliliter increase in serum vitamin D levels was associated with a 15% reduction in colorectal cancer and 11% reduction in breast cancer incidence. You know, if there was a drug out there that was found to, to reduce the risk of those diseases, it would be headlines around the world. American Heart Journal, uh, 2011, they found that each 20 micromole per liter increase, and this is a tiny amount in plasma vitamin C, was associated with a 9% reduction in heart failure mortality. Um, and, you know, that, that's, that's amazing in and of itself. The International Journal of Cancer, 2011, um, you know, while the NBC, NBC declared that vitamin E does no good at all in preventing cancer or heart disease, this study found that uh, gamma tocotrienol, a cofactor found in natural vitamin E preparations, decreased prostate tumor formation by 75%. Uh, another International Journal of Cancer 2008 um, study showed that 300 international units of vitamin E per day reduced lung cancer by 61%. And then, you know, vitamin D, there's a lot of press about vitamin D right now. And like I said, so many of us are depleted in this vitamin. Um, you know, it's absolutely crucial for the absorption and metabolism of calcium and phosphorus. Um, but that's, and that's mainly involved in the maintenance and building of healthy bones. Uh, it's an immune system regulator, vitamin D. Vitamin D also aids the immune system um, because it, it's probably a very important way to set your immune system up against disorders like the common cold. Uh, and there's a study being done at the University of Colorado, um, Denver, um, on that very topic. And um, there does seem to be this correlation between you know, higher levels of vitamin D and, and less risk for the common cold. Um, it seems there's a correlation between vitamin D and the risk for MS. In other words, you know, if you have high levels of vitamin D, your risk for MS is lower. Um, it, vitamin D has been shown to help in maintaining cognitive functions, uh, plays a key role in helping the brain keep working well uh, later into life, uh, according to a study of 3,000 European men between the ages of 40 and 79. Vitamin D probably uh, plays an important role in maintaining a healthy body weight, according to researchers at the Medical College of Georgia. Um, asthma symptoms and frequency um, can be reduced in severity and, and, and frequency, um, and also the likelihood of hospitalizations due to asthma are reduced 
um, based on higher doses of vitamin D. Um, there's also some research being done right now on rheumatoid arthritis and vitamin D. And vitamin D has been shown to reduce the risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis um, in women. Anyway, that's what the current study shows. Also, vitamin D protects from radiation damage. Um, there are various studies as well that have shown that people with adequate levels of vitamin D have a significantly lower risk of developing cancer compared to those um, who have low levels. Uh, vitamin def deficiency was found to be prevalent in cancer patients regardless of nutritional status uh, in a study that was carried out on the uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Uh, recovery from tuberculosis has actually been found to be um, much more rapid in people who have higher levels of vitamin D. Uh, heart attack risk, uh, a study published in September 2012, suggested that low levels of vitamin D may increase the risk of heart attack and early death. So, so like, I guess um, we should get NBC to listen to this show because just vitamin D alone kind of uh, knocks at uh, what they were saying about uh, you know cancer and heart disease and things like that. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so obviously, it makes sense based on this information that we shall be taking uh, you know vitamins and, and minerals. Uh, you know, but are they all safe? Is there any downside at all that we should be worried about? Well, you know, it's a, it's another important point because uh, you know it has come up over the years that. The, the, there may be some issues around the safety of supplements generally. And, you know, by supplements, I'm speaking of, you know, minerals, vitamins, multivitamins. Um, so, some, again, some more research uh, adverse effect reports reported to the FDA. Uh, and in one calendar year, uh, there were safety questions or adverse effect reports um, on 1,080 dietary supplements. So dietary supplements is a, is a large group. So it could be, you know, protein powders. It could be, you know, it could be a, a, a diet uh, combination that, you know, a person is taking to lose weight. It could be multivitamins, could be vitamins, could be minerals. So it's all of them together. So there's 1,080 adverse effect reports. Prescription drugs... The adverse effect reports were 526,527. So just a slight bit more of those. And then vaccine adverse effect reports were 26,517. So when you do the math, there's 488 times as many adverse events reported from prescription drugs as from dietary supplements. And in all, the number of AERs is minuscule compared to the hundreds of millions of supplements served servings consumed each year. In fact, according to the 2007 National Health uh, Interview Survey, more than half of, of American adults, 157 million individuals, take nutritional supplements. If you compare that to the statistic that about the same number of people, just over half of all Americans, take two or more prescription drugs, uh, the difference in safety between the supplements and drugs becomes even clearer. So um, other data... Uh, further supports the remarkable safety record of uh, dietary supplements such as, you know, in 2002, the Journal of the American Medical Association reversed its long-standing anti-vitamin stance with the publication of two scientific researchers re reviews 
based on 30 years worth of scientific papers looking at vitamins in relationship to chronic disease, both of which recommended uh, daily multivitamin supplements for all adults. And data from the U.S. National Poison Data System, uh, their annual report, which tracks data from 57 U.S. poison centers, showed that vitamins and mineral supplements caused zero deaths in 2010. For comparison, pharmaceuticals caused more than 1,100 deaths um, of the total 1,300 total fatalities reported. And FDA, you know, approved drugs cause 80% of poison control fatalities each year. So, you know, when you're looking at safety, it, it doesn't get much safer than vitamins and minerals. And now, what about um, what about the quality of our food? Is that uh, you know, do we have to be you know careful depending like the foods that we eat, and then does that mean we should be Depending on what we're eating, should we balance that with the supplements? Well, you know, I think, Rob, it, our food generally is processed. It's genetically, uh, genetically modified. It has preservatives. It has dyes, chemicals, you know, artificial flavors, decreased nutrients in our soils because of over-farming and decreased crop rotation. Um, you know, common sense tells us that based on the facts, most of us should be taking at the very least, a good quality multivitamin every day, and probably some vitamin C. I recommend at least a thousand milligrams daily, and most of us, you know, should take some vitamin D three as well. You know, at least two thousand I use per day. Well, you know, I think just you know, with the folks listening to this, it's uh, you know probably not going to you know, well, as you said, it's not going to hurt them. You know, it's very rare that uh, you know <clears throat> that issues get reported, and. Uh, for for the upside, and as you mentioned earlier, it's just cheap insurance. And to you know, you know, go to your health food store, um, you know, pick a multivitamin, you know, mate, or you know, and then also some vitamin C and vitamin D. Now, when we're when we're at the health food store, the, the drug store, or pharmacy, um, you know, there's probably good supplements and bad supplements. So any. Anything that the folks should be looking out for when they're choosing their multivitamin? Well, I mean, if you can get something that's natural source, Rob, it, it, it makes a big difference. You know, I mean, a good example of that is vitamin E. Vitamin E basically comes in two forms. Uh, and most people don't know that. And so if it just says vitamin E, they buy vitamin E. Uh, the, the chemical name for vitamin E is alpha-tocopherol. And the natural form of alpha-tocopherol is D, small d, dash, alpha tocopherol. If it says small dash, or small d, dash, L, dash, alpha tocopherol, so DL, alpha tocopherol, that means it's synthetic. But most people would never know that. And synthetic has been shown to be as little as 15% as effective as the natural. So, you know, if it says natural source, or if it says... Um, uh, specifically on it, made from uh, food or extracted from food. Um, those are things to watch for for um, vitamins and minerals. Great. Well, um, I think then now that you uh, you have your opportunity to go to your health food store or your pharmacy and uh, you know just start uh, an easy uh, regimen on uh, you know taking your vitamins and minerals, and um, as Kevin says, take that cheap insurance. So we really hope uh, that you found this useful and, uh, you know, off and on I've taken multivitamins in my life 
And uh, sometimes you don't know you don't know why or you don't know what to look for or maybe you just buy the one that's on sale. Uh, so hopefully now you can uh, take some you know make a, a more informed decision. And uh, and as we always like to say, if you find that uh, this you know you've enjoyed this uh, episode, <clears throat> please share it with your friends. And uh, you can even add a, a like to um, uh, you know you can like it on Facebook. You can uh, give us a rating on our iTunes. And, uh, and we'd like you to check back for another helpful, uh, um, episode that, uh, we'll be coming back with you next week. So, uh, well, once again, thanks, Kevin. And, uh, we'll chat with you real soon. Thanks, Rob. This has been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes.